Dungeons and Dragons. Tonight. Dungeons and Dragons tonight. Hola, senor. <clears throat> Hello, hola. Hola. Kirk, Kirk Spencer, is that you? It is me, mi hermano. <laughs> <laughs> How is everyone? Well, it's the three amigos because our fourth amigo, D'Artagnan, is off with Constance. <clears throat> it's bullshit. <laughs> this betrayal of the highest order. Well, I'm, glad that, I'm glad that he's all right. That everything's okay. He's just busy. Oh, it's usually that. Like I, I don't think he would have said, "Have fun, guys!" Exclamation point if something was wrong. <laughs> no, I didn't think so. <laughs> well, my mind tend to, tends to assume the worst. I get that from my mother. You can say, "Well, I don't feel good." Wait, great, he's got cancer. You know. <laughs> so and... I, I like it when somebody goes, "Everything's fine. I just can't do it tonight. I, something's come up." <laughs> Doom and gloom. Well, that's the way my mother is, and I'm not as bad as her, but that but I do admit my mind goes there sometimes. Yeah. I'm just turning my volume up. How are you guys doing this fine evening? I'm doing well. The yeah. weekend's almost over. And that, that's not good. No. Yeah. No, it's not. I could use a, another day or two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. I almost want to just take a week off, but I am so busy. At work, you're very busy. Yeah. The very this is a busy time for us too. Yeah, it's really busy, busy, busy. If it wasn't, I think I would take a week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll probably take a little bit of time here or there, but I won't be taking a week probably until around Christmas time. Yeah. My wife's been traveling a lot, and I've been doing single parent duties, and it feels like I'm always working on something to eat. You're either <laughs> cleaning, cleaning up from the last meal, shopping for the next meal, preparing the next meal, putting away leftovers from the meal. You know what you need? A, you need one of those, uh, what do they call it, meal preparers thing, where they oh. ship it to your house. I think that's a great idea, but... It's probably out of my price league because most of what we eat, that's what was marked down at the grocery store that day. Mac and you know, cheese. Hit, you know, I'll hit the grocery store and go, well, ribeyes are on clearance. We're eating ribeye today. And, oh, chicken breasts are on clearance, so we'll have a, some crockpot chicken glop. Yeah, they're, that's my they're, own creation. They're, they're expensive, but they're kind of not when you think about, like, you could have three meals shipped in one box. And then you have it taken care of, and all you only have to do is mix it. Yeah, that, I, I love the convenience aspect, but it's probably a little too expensive for me. And yeah. I've got so many picky eaters that mm. it probably wouldn't work because my mother's turned into a, a picky child. You know, she lives with me, and I'll, I'll cook something for supper, and I'll say, this is what we're having, and what do you want? Well, I don't want any of that. Could you, could you make me some of this instead? Like, well, sure, let me just... Start Can you go get meal. me a jack-in-the-box? <laughs> well, if we had one of those close by, none of my favorites are near my house. The only, the only thing close that I really love is the local Mexican restaurant. 
and I try to I try to go there once a week at least to give them some support. Yeah, because I will be heartbroken if they close up. Well, yeah, this is the meal services as well, Blue Apron and that, and it's like yeah. Oh. It's, it's, I mean, obviously. They're, they're good recipe app- cards, though, because we've kept the recipe cards that we like, yeah. and we remake them. You know, just go to the grocery store and yeah. make them again. Yeah, we didn't. Uh, this was before kids. I mean, not with kids. It, it, like Kirk said, it would be just uh, an exor- exercise in futility to do anything with <laughs> the kids. But with even with me and Stacey, you're like, oh, we're just going to be paying too much rather than just going to the store and just buying what we need it, just, i mean the convenience is awesome, well you but... you have it for you and then you you with the kids you say oh here's some corn dogs yeah <laughs> what's what's for dinner tonight corn dogs what's well, for only dinner one tomorrow? of my kids eats corn dogs, corn so. dogs even then i'd be making something else it it just comes down to okay i gotta make this for this the other one won't eat that so i gotta make this and then nobody eats that but this person so i gotta yeah. make that like okay and my wife's complicated it because she's uh, she's kind of a health nut, and she's given up wheat and all kinds of things, and so she gave up weed. She gave up wheat, so that, oh, that, wheat, that, that, wheat, wheat, okay. the grain <laughs> that makes wheat is in almost everything. It seems like the weed brownies. Yep, weed, <laughs> not weed, wheat, the grain. <laughs> <laughs> So she, hasn't, so she hasn't given up weed, is what you're saying. No, she hasn't given that up. No, there's no medicinal properties in there for her glaucoma. Wink, wink. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, Mike. Yeah? Could you call, uh, what's her name, Christina Merkler, and ask her why my, my box has been preparing to ship since Wednesday? <laughs> Mike will yeah. get right on just that. Text, just text her while we're talking. Just just send them an email. They'll get to you on. They'll get to you like next week and say, "Oops, we're sorry, we shipped oh, it." They'll, they'll get to me next week and they'll say, "Oh, it's hard. I, to, it's yeah, hard. It, to, it, it, at that point, it's already shipped out." They're like, "Well, we showed that it shipped." Yeah. <laughs> Mike has a, a private line a like the bat phone, phone, but he doesn't want to use it for anybody but himself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Michael yeah, pick it up, and Christina will go, hello, Michael, how can I help you? <laughs> He's got the concierge service. No, I get He's him like, late, Add too. Add that omnibus that I took out of my cart. Put that back in my cart for me. I got one, I got one week so late that it. I almost got two shipments in one week. That's how late yeah. it was. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, I... I don't, I don't so much mind it. I, I sent them an email, and... That's all you can do. Yep. But preparing to ship okay, for a week. But not but, too but, overwhelmed. I don't know. I got my stuff on Sunday today. That's weird. Yeah. Who delivers on Sunday? I, I got mine last month on a Sunday as well on one of the but shipments. You, you should just switch weekly. I, you, I won't, really, you won't have, really have as much of This a, gives me a lot of agita. Because when you're bi-weekly, you could hit one of those weeks where it's preparing to ship, but you're on your third week. That's that's this week. It's it's three weeks worth of of crap. Yeah, but that and could be that point, could I've be correct. No, literally, new, no new comic books to read. There's there who needs new comic books 
when you have lots of old comic books to read. Well, that's what I do is I, I read my old ones in, in, in between, but I want to I wanna get some new ones to read, too. So you have nothing to read, or you just don't have any new material to read? I, any new – Kirk, there's plenty of uh, – I, I, I mean, I don't come close to, to Mike's, Mike's uh, collection room, but I have uh, six stacks probably – about thigh high up of trades. Okay. Hardcover. So I've got plenty to read. So you've got a to read pile. It's just Plus not you have the di- you have uh, the DC app, don't you? Si senor. Yeah, see. So I can read I can read that as well. Yeah. And there's lots of stuff on there. Oh yeah. Like you could even prepared for this episode with just the digital stuff. Well, and as you know, I'm I'm reading through Firestorm. I'm just over halfway done with Firestorm, the hundred issue. Are you are you reading it digitally or what? No, reading the individual issues. Is that a set you completed recently and decided to read, or is it that, a reread? Yeah. No, that's what I you know I, I I collected on and off, and I had probably half of the hundred issue run, Kirk, and then over the course uh, of the past. So, you know, several years, I just decided to get the whole run. And I finally, when I finally did, about, probably about a year or so ago. And um, so I'm like, you know what, I'm, I'm ready to do one of my long, my long reads that I have to, you know, for a whole run. And it's Firestorms 1, Flash is another from like issue 200 up for the original series. And um, what's the third one? Oh, Captain America. I have all of them now. Um, but I'm not going to, I've read a bunch of the later stuff, but I have to read like 100 to 200, I want to say, or 250. And, um, so, uh, you know, it's just a matter of like, when am I in the mood to really go through that many of one, one series? So I was in the mood for Firestorm. I've been enjoying it. You've had me interested in it. Firestorm was one of those books where I'd buy an issue here or there, depending on the guest star or the villain or whatever. But it wasn't one I picked up every every month. But looking at the covers and stuff, a lot of these books from that period, I just even though they weren't something I just really went out and bought at the time, I enjoy them more than a lot of the new stuff now. Mm-hmm. So I end up going, you know what? I'm going to drop this new title and I'm going to work on completing my set of that. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, I I'm interested to see how this. It just, I mean, it's been a while since since I've read these these issues. So I'm just a couple issues away from the end of when uh, Conway finally is. Yeah, is and you're going to get to George, George, John Ostrander. Right. So I, I want to see how that, if I like it better, worse, the same. It turns into uh, an elemental. Yes, I, guess, I do. His, his costume yeah. sucks, but the stories are still good. <laughs> yeah, that's much late. I mean, that's late in the run, right? Like in the yeah, the, in, in the issues into the eighties or whatever. Well, the title changes. It changes from Fury of Firestorm to Firestorm the Nuclear. Yeah, that, ha- that happened on issue fifty. Sixty. I thought 50. it was sixty. Yeah. The, but not in the Andesha. No, that's right. Um, that it, it was issue fifty with they they had the new logo and everything else. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, I just read that. Um, but it's like in the week. 60s where it really officially changes. Okay. Yeah. I so thought, I... I thought Firestorm had a prototype issue. Um, and I can't find it now. Because oh. I know I have it. 
There was a. It has like a weird logo on it. Oh yeah, it's like number sixty-one. I want to say where oh, they did a test I, logo. I, I know what you're talking about. It was the. It was an alternate cover. Yes, it was a test cover. Yeah, it, the it, test it, cover. What is what issue is that? Sixty-one. I do not have that test cover. Oh, I do. If that one held up on in value forever. It's listed in our database at one hundred ninety-five dollars. Really? Hmm? What is the Justice League one worth? What I don't I don't know. What issue is that one? I think it was number three. They yeah, did the same that's, that's Superman what, that, comics logo. Justice League uh, uh, International, right? That one's listed yeah. at ninety-nine. How much? Ninety-nine. Wow, I didn't realize they had gone up so much. So instead of the DC logo, it says Superman Comics with Superman. Like I have the out. Firestorm one. I'm not sure I have the. I don't have the. Uh, the Firestorm one. Yeah. Sixty-nine. Dexter Terrace. Oh no, I do have the Justice League, the one with Shazam on the cover. You can mail those, mail those off to me. <laughs> nah. <laughs> you don't need them. I have the full runs of both of these suckers. I have well, all the. Leave it in your database that you have the full run, but. But I've read that. all these issues too. I've read, I've read, I've read every single issue of Firestorm. Mm. All, every incarnation. No, not me. Definitely not me. Yeah, a he's, lot of this, he's, I mean, one of, he's one of my dudes, man. Like, I have oh. a Firestorm Mego figure. I have a Firestorm, uh, what do you call it, statue. I, 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 I think he's, I think his costume is, like, one of the best-looking ones. Plus, uh, he, he was like the Peter Parker of the DC Universe for the longest time. Because okay. Jerry Conway to... kind of... Brought that over. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's a bunch that I've read, Mike, especially in the range that I'm reading now, 50s, 60s and stuff, but then I dropped off at some point, and I don't remember when it anymore, but um, I didn't have prob- you know, probably over the last 20 uh, issues in the run. So I just can't believe how much, how much I've changed, like from from the 40s to the 50s because i i used to hate like deadpool and cable and now it's like i can't get enough of it <laughs> i i don't understand it's like i now 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 i'm not critical of anything like i i want to read everything and i don't know how i got that way but i i did i kind of like it the only thing is it doesn't keep you focused very much <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I I, I know what you're saying because for me, it's a perspective of time, meaning like it's all all of this is in the past now, and I want to kind of go back and experience yeah what I wasn't into at the time. Uh, it 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 does feel different than with a lot of these than than it did at the time when I was buying these these comics. Yeah. Well, I read this thing, Agent X, and I didn't even know what it was. I only bought it because I, I, I fell into the rumor mill and thought they made Agent X because they didn't want to pay, pay Rob Liefeld for Deadpool. Mm. So they, they did Soldier X and Agent X, and I just got it for that reason. And just out of curiosity, 
I, I was going to prepare for our other podcast. And I said, you know what? I'll read one issue of Agent X. And I read it. And then I was like, I want to read the next one. And then <laughs> I just, I ended up reading the whole series. Wow. I've never, I saw you posting about them. I've never seen it before. I don't remember ever hearing about it. Yeah. Gail Simone is awesome. Like if you like her Birds of Prey and her Secret Six and, oh man, she's got some really good humor in this. <laughs> I mean, it's really good. She she made this character called Outlaw, and I I I I love her. Like she showed up in another. Oh man, what was it called? I'm losing it. There there's a title that just came out fairly recently. I can't mm-hmm. remember if it was Domino or or what it was. She had I mean she had some Domino series. I know that. Yeah, do, did she have a Domino recently? Yeah. It was called yeah. something. Yeah, so she, she had Outlaw in that series, too. I, I knew I'd recognize this. Outlaw is the, the cowboy lady? Yeah. yeah. Yep. She, it was Domino. Well, she, she did was Domino, that... and then it was became Hot Shots, right? Like yeah, Hot Domino Shots. Hot Shots. Yeah, yeah there was that a, was yeah. a good series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she had, and there was a, I don't know if there was a regular series, but there was a five-issue um, mini that she that she recently did, too, and I actually picked that was last year. I picked um, the five issue run up. That was yeah, she's just called uh, Hot Shots. Her her humor clicks with me. Like I, it, it's it's weird. It's a weird sexual humor. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But... Well now, <laughs> it, it, it is. It is, <laughs> but it's really funny. It is hilarious. Like they, I think it was issue six of of uh, agent x and it, he he got a job he's like a mercenary he got a job to go find these undergarments because this guy would get like celebrity undergarments <laughs> like he had thor's drawers and namor's i thought you misspoke when you said undergarments but that's what you meant <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> so he had like all 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 these underwear like madonna's thong and everything and and he he recently got robbed by someone, and and the uh, agent X had to go find these undergarments. <laughs> it it was just just a funny issue. The only thing I remember about Agent X was the last issues that I think you posted with Evan Dorkin as the writer. Yeah, well, he's, you like he's a guy you like him really clicked with me. They had Brian Stelfreeze covers, if I remember right, and I re- I really enjoyed those, but. The, the art and the other issues was more of a ma- manga style, and that that's not really my thing, generally. It didn't used to be my thing, but those are my favorite issues in this whole this whole Agent X thing. And the Gail Simone stuff. I think it's Aiko and somebody else that draws it, but it, it, uh, it does look very anime, but I love it. It's, like, perfect for, for this title. And then I I want to I want to jump into Soldier X, but this is a Halloween issue. So what are we talking about? Cable and Deadpool. Well, I, I think that you're going to cover Soldier X. The only Soldier thing that's X horror for tonight, aren't you? <laughs> Soldier X. <laughs> there are no rules. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to do a Halloween issue because I didn't know if we'd get to do one before, but before actual doing it, we could try to do another one, so Joe can actually join us. 
I, I did read his comic, though. It, it was weird. I saw him post that, <clears throat> and I, I, I read what he chose. Oh, you so, did? Uh, yeah. Well, why, don't, why don't you start with that, and then we'll go around, and you can, <laughs> and you can do, uh, you can do uh, your own. All right, let me find it because I, I'm reading, I'm reading these in the House of Mystery, Volume Two. Oh, okay. And uh, I, I read 201, 202, and 209, but uh, 209 was Joe's choice, and uh, it's got like a grave robber on the the cover. He's digging a grave. Well, you don't know it's a grave robber at the time if you if you read it. It could be somebody just digging a a grave to put a coffin in. But the story is about grave robbing. And uh, it's interesting because it's got Bernie Wrightson art on the first two um, pages. And then it switches artists. So it's uh, Fredo Alcala. So the art changes. But you got a Bernie Wrightson, um, what is his name, Kane? Because Abel's the, the, the heavy guy, right? Uh-huh. Um it's a it's a beautiful Wrightson uh, drawing of uh, Kane, and it has these two guys that are um, grave robbing. And it, this one guy starts grave robbing because he wants to marry this rich man's daughter, and he goes to propose. And he this guy's like, I want none of that. You don't have any money. So he's like, how can he says I have no skills. This is like one of those things when you're in high school and you're like, what am I gonna do with my life? <laughs> he, he sits there and he says, I have no training in anything, but there must be some way to make money. How do I make it? How do I make it? You know, and, and do something that I care about. <laughs> but he, uh, I he ask see- myself that every day. <laughs> <laughs> he sees this like medical school. And he's like, they need suppliers, huh? Well, I'm going to start digging up bodies. I'm going to get fresh corpses and supplying them with cadavers so they can cut into these cadavers. And uh, that starts to turn out profitable for him. And he's like, man, I can make a lot of money and I can get married now. But I I can make more money if I if I split it two ways and have somebody else help me. And then when I take a night off, he can work, and then we can alternate. So he hires one of his friends, or one guy that he, he met, and they, they go off and, and do this. And he's planning for the marriage. He tells the, the daughter, hey, I, I'm going to have extra money coming in. And, uh, and then his partner, though, shows up, and he's like, what's going on? None of this. He doesn't ever have dirt on him or anything. What is happening? Well, it turns out that this guy's lazier than he doesn't want to dig these graves. <laughs> he doesn't want to get these corpses out. He just oh, starts murdering. He just he starts murdering people. It's easier. Oh. You, you just go on the street and you just kill them and, and you put well, them I mean, back. Technically, and then... that's kind of brilliant. <laughs> but Have this you guy's... ever dug a grave? <laughs> <laughs> but this guy's like, this is weird, and he he catches on. And he goes, but I'm gonna let it go. I'm making money, and then I can quit and get married. And uh, then he starts having these dreams of, like, the dead coming back to life and haunting him. So he confronts this guy and says, I want to break up our partnership. Uh, I'm not going to do this anymore. And and guess who's who's the body of the last uh, corpse that he brought in? 
It just was. guess. No. You're close. It's You're his the fiance. You got it. Yeah. yeah. You could see that coming like you you kind of, as you're reading the story, you could kind of see that coming because it was sort of building up, building up, building up and you say he's either going to kill the father of the girl or he's going to kill the the girl. Yeah. So everything that he worked for turned turned into a mess. Mm. And then there's this like mirror mirror on the wall kind of story. And uh it opens up with uh, a murder of a young girl. <laughs> this one's cool though because this is by Steve Skeets and art is by Yandok. R Yandok. Do you know who that is? I don't. Mm-mm. Uh I think that's Ruben Yandok, one of the Philippine yeah. artists who came in. I figured you'd know. That's why I'd said it. Well, um, I'm not positive, but I, I think that's who Well, that it's is. R, so you got the R right if it's Ruben. Yeah, that's probably it. But the odd thing about this is she's running away from a situation, and she finds a phone booth in the middle of nowhere. like, And it's the weirdest phone booth I've ever seen in my life. It has a phone, like a regular dial phone, you know, the ones that you stick your finger in and you dial mm-hmm. and it's got a chair in it and a desk and it's big it looks pretty roomy for for a a phone booth and huh. she gets attacked by a werewolf and murdered and then you learn who the werewolf is it's this this artist who sold his soul to the devil and in doing that became a werewolf but he uh he escaped and he went to this haunted house that had the mirror, like the mirror, mirror on the wall. And he's mm-hmm. like that, the the demon that was in the mirror essentially came out of the mirror and killed him. So now he's <laughs> dead. And then the demons in his body. So the demon goes, wow, I finally got out of the mirror and I can go do my thing and be live a life. Well, they were hunting. There was hunters hunting the werewolf. So, he ended up getting murdered. So there were like three murders in this whole this whole story. <laughs> and and the last one is Tomorrow I Hang. This has a uh, Jim Aparo art. Um if if you looked at it, you would not guess it was Jim Aparo. I don't think oh, really? you would. Um no, I don't know who's inking him or or what, but the story's by E Nelson Bridwell and Jim Aparo art. Because he, he, he has more of a... Like, usually you can tell a paro art by the eyes. Uh-huh. You know, like, if you look at eyes on any of his characters and the elongated faces, you can tell it's a paro. Yeah. Uh, you can't see it here at all. Because this is like a, a vampire story. This is about a guy that's going to get hanged. And he's in his prison cell and he's laughing. And you can't figure out why he's laughing. Well, it turns out... He made a a deal with a vamp a vampire woman, and uh, he knew if he got hanged, that he would turn into a vampire as she promised, and he can come back to life and live as a vampire. But uh, little did she, you know, one night she was saying, "Well, you can come back as a vampire, and you only have a couple weaknesses. You can get a stake to the heart, you can be beheaded, you can get uh you can get killed with a pistol ball made of silver sprinkled with holy water." You know, she gives him a list. And uh, the one guy comes in that when he's getting ready to hang, and uh, he said, 
your mother was of noble an ancestry, so we don't want to torture you by hanging you because it's a slower death. You're going to get the axe, the axe man's axe. Well, he gets beheaded and he doesn't become a vampire. So right. yeah, uh, Joe picked a Joe picked a good one. I I thought all three stories were were very entertaining and very good art. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, well, it was one of those twenty fantastic. cents. Yeah, I like. Well, I think. I think I like this this issue better than my issue. Although mine had mine had some doozies in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll go next if if you want. We'll stick on the um. We'll stick on the uh, the House of Mystery, and uh, a few years after. House of Mystery was canceled by DC. They relaunched it as Elvira's House of Mystery. And uh, it only uh, lasted 11 issues and a special. <clears throat> uh, today I will uh, cover number 11, which was the last, the final issue. Um, I think then, well, I think then they had the special after that, but it's the final issue of the, of the regular run. And she's a had giant... a lot of. She's had an incredible run on comics. She has. I mean, she went from DC to Claypool, and that was like a long run with Claypool. And now she's with Dynamite. So yeah, it's it's quite quite the number of issues. <laughs> I oh, think she's oh. amazing. I, I would love to. I would love to meet her in person. I'd pay. I'd pay to get a photo. And you know what, a hundred bucks or whatever it is to get a signature photo and whatever I needed to, because I think she's she's one that I would pay for for sure. Well, when the cons start back yeah. up again, I have well, to go off to research where she's going. Yeah, I don't know if I'm ready to go to a con either. It's just this COVID man is no joke. Well, I mean, you you, my, you just Mike, look. It's, it's it's getting it's getting worse again right now. Well, I know it is everywhere, and it's yeah. because it's so goddamn contagious. Yeah, it is so bad. Like the it's kill. Like the NBA did it right. They played it in the bubble. I would say that Major League Baseball did fairly good in hockey, but football's got it all wrong. And man, they have outbreaks left and right, and they got games being canceled. And Cam Newton has it. Yep. The President of the United States has it. It's, it's 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 very contagious. Well, and that's the thing is that when somebody it, it, well, I'm I'm only repeating what you said. You, that you're absolutely right. It's extremely contagious. When you're in a in a group that has that somebody has it, now suddenly everyone has it. it it's crazy. Yeah, but it doesn't seem to make sense because I was talking to one of my kids' teachers at the football game Friday, uh -huh. and her daughter was home from school, and it turned out she was positive. And she didn't know it at the time. And they had actually even slept in the same bed because of some situation where her bed had been, her room, she had lost her room when she moved out. And went back to school and found out, well, she wasn't just feeling bad, she was COVID positive, And the teacher didn't get it, even though they slept in the same bed. Yeah. Well, that could, it has to do with aerosols getting into your mouth and your nose and you have to inhale it too. You can't like eat it, and it could go into your eyes too. But um, it, it's like you can, it you can. 
The digestive system won't give it to you. No. What about what about if it got in your butthole? I I don't I think your butthole. I'll let you research that. That's part of your digestive system. Yeah, but I think that's a one way out. In 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 most cases. Can you ask Barb? Barb wouldn't know. She's a scientist. I, I, I think you're usually protect. You're, usually, Rob, you're protected by by a mask down there, like all the time. <laughs> oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. Yes. Yeah. All right. In your case, you might not be, but. No. Well, I work from home though. Yeah. <laughs> He's only naked on days that end in Y. <laughs> Even if I have a webcam, which I do not. But even if I did, that only shows you from what, like, chest up. That's right. All we see are these crazy lips. That's all we see. <laughs> well, now Which, if to... if you like cover the left side of it, it does kind of look like a butthole. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm gonna cover this comic book. Right? Everybody, just stop the podcast right yep. now. <laughs> This is issue number 11. Well, everyone, well, take a look at this cover. It's a beautiful cover by Dave Stevens. It's Elvira riding a witch's broom. Yeah, it's he does amazing covers. Behind her. It's amazing. So He died way too early. Yeah. So what we've got here is Elvira has invited Cain and Abel uh, back to the House of Mystery because um, she needs help in sorting through all of their contest winners. And apparently they had run a contest um, to uh, for the best explanation of where Cain has been. Um, so they're all going through through the letters. Um, Cain starts getting frustrated. He throws all the letters into the furnace and they hear somebody screaming in there. And so uh, Kane and Elvira start looking through there. And uh, in the meantime, uh, Abel decides to tell a story called Bugs. And uh, this story is written by Dennis Yee and penciled by Tom uh, Grindberg. And uh, a, a woman, a nurse, uh, comes home after a long 12-hour day at the hospital. And her boyfriend has let himself into into her apartment is watching the football game with his feet up and the place is a pigsty and she trips over one of his slippers that are on the floor, falls down with her full bag of groceries. And, um, she's, she's getting, she's pretty much fed up and, uh, he's throwing, you know, he's watching this game, the game and it's like, Oh my God, interception. And he's go for it, go for it. He throws the popcorn in the air. It's all over the place. And, um, finally she's, she's had enough and she's like, listen, she's like, yeah, you're, you come over, you make a mess at just after I've cleaned the apartment, I got to clean it all over again. And, uh, and you know, I, I want you to leave. And, and he's like, well, he's like, you don't know what you're, 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 you're missing. He's like, I'm, le- if I'm leaving, I'm not coming back. She's like, that's fine. So he leaves. <clears throat> Um, she spends the rest of the evening cleaning the whole house all over again. Whew, finally, she's done. And she's relaxing on the, the sofa when she sees out of the corner of, a, of her eye a tiny little sock. Tiny, tiny, tiny. Like you could put it on your pinky. Um, and she's like, huh. 
She goes, must be a doll sock. Um, she had her sister and kids over last week, and she must have missed it. So she gets ready for bed, um, goes to sleep, and suddenly wakes up to some giggles. And out of the corner of eye, out of the corner of her eye, she sees a couple little men, little tiny men, maybe you know a few inches tall, run, um, run away. And so she gets up and, and, and starts looking around, and she's tripped by some by some uh, some uh, cords that are that are down on the ground and she starts getting wrapped up by these little men. Um, they turn on the lights and what it is are their little cock, their cockroach men. And, uh, they tell her, um, don't, don't panic. Um, we're, you know, we're going to raid your liquor cabinet. They get the liquor cabinet open. They start drinking. They start talking about the fact that they're, um, that, you know, mutations happen all the time and it, and that's how evolution works from generation to generation. And his his point is that they've had millions of generations just in one human lifetime, and that the first cockroach sapiens appeared just a few years ago. And uh, so basically, they're um, w- once they've they they gained uh, sentience, um, they're going to kind of rule the world, and they're gonna uh, they're gonna do away with with human beings. But first, they're going to finish the liquor, and they all pass out. So she ends up managing to wriggle out of her bonds, and uh, <clears throat> she uh, grabs a bottle, and she's going to start smashing the, the drunk cockroaches. But she's like, you know what? She's a king. Again, she's a clean freak. She's like, I don't want stains all over my carpet. She's like, I know exactly what I need. Um, and so she goes to the kitchen. And she gets a big bowl of her yupperware and scoops all of the cockroaches in and seals it up. And she goes, it's a good thing that yupperware is microwave safe. And she tosses it in the microwave. She passes out um, from exhaustion. The next morning, her boyfriend has had a change of heart and has come back to her. And uh, said, boy, you're sleeping on the, on the kitchen floor. You must have had a rough night. So she starts talking about the nightmare that she that she had, and he's like, "Whoa, that sounds weird." He's like, "Hey, I found these in the microwave, and they smelled great. I couldn't resist. They're a little overdone, but not too bad." And he's been eating them, and she goes running into the bathroom, and then that's that's the end of that story. The next one is called Deadly Affairs, and it's told by Elvira, and is written by Tom and Mary Beerbaum. Hey, Legion of Superheroes. That's right, baby. And uh, the art is by Dan Spiegel. Um, A a wealthy woman. Dan Spiegel, Crossfire. Uh, Oh, he did Crossfire? (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know if you read Crossfire, but... uh, Uh, Just a couple, just a few issues. Yeah, it was was tied into, like, DNA agents, too, and I know you've read some of that. Yeah, I actually... Well, I I actually... That's Evanier. Mark Evanier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. That's it's, a run that Spiegel, I just finished. Spiegel did, yeah, Spiegel did Crossfire. That's really good. He draws, he, 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 he did some covers. Don't you think he, he kind of has like a, uh, uh, a Dave Stevens slash Adam Hughes type style to me? Yeah, I can see that. Especially like in the face and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, this this issue is pretty interesting. I mean, I kind of guessed what was going on, but um, it was pretty cool. Uh, this this husband um, is is a a player, and 
his uh, wealthy wife has hired a female private eye to um, to find out if he's cheating on her. And turns out the beginning of the issue is that he's sleeping with this short haired, um, she's got red, red hair, very short, uh, just finished sleeping with her. And it turns out she's the private eye. Um, so she goes, well, she goes, Oh, we, I really had a good time. And like, I'm don't worry about anything. I'm not going to tell, I'm not going to tell your, um, tell your wife, as long as you keep me on your calendar. And he's like, okay, no problem. And he's like, why don't we uh, have some champagne and, and uh, drink on it? And she says, okay. You see that he's putting a couple of little pills into her champagne and they both drink and she falls over. And he's, he's like, oh, I was going to use this poison on my wife someday. I'll have to get some more, um, but I'm going to have to take care of her. I couldn't chance that she really was going to keep her mouth shut. So he drives out to the cemetery and uh, pays this guy <clears throat> to uh, put her in a coffin and, uh, and, and, and bury her. Uh, apparently that poison had killed her. So uh, he, he comes home and uh, he, he's going through the, uh, he goes into the house and he sees out in the backyard by the pool that his wife's out there talking to somebody and she, and he kind of looks, he goes, Oh my God, it's, it's Annie. Like I must be losing my mind. And is the name of the PI that he just buried. And um, so the um, wife sees, <clears throat> saw her husband moving, uh, moving about inside. So he t she tells the, the PI to scoot and he comes out and, says oh i thought you were talking to somebody she's like oh yeah just a friend from my yoga class um she had to leave and so on and so forth so now he thinks he's, he's going absolutely crazy so um he goes back to work he actually stopped home just to pick up some papers he goes back to work and uh he looks out the window and and there's a orange car out there with a woman just sitting outside it's like wait a minute that looks like Aunt annie's car so he, he runs outside. She's already gone. He drives back to the cemetery as fast as possible, makes this guy redig the hole, and there is Annie in the coffin, still dead. And he's like, what is going on here? So he comes back home. <clears throat> now it's late at night. They go up to sleep. The phone rings, and his wife answers and basically says, oh, oh, great news. Oh, I'm glad it turned out. Oh, yeah, but I, I expected as much. Thank you very much. Okay, goodbye. And she's very vague as to who's, who's calling. So he's getting a little suspicious as to what exactly uh, who she's talking to. Um, the next day, he, he uh, leaves uh, for work again and sees this, the orange, this orange car again. So <clears throat> he... Uh, he, he's like, this is, this is insane. This is absolutely insane. I'm going crazy. He, he goes running back to the cemetery again. Now he's just by himself. He, he's like, it, it, she's got to be in there. I know she's in there. I don't know what I'm seeing. And he lifts open, um, he digs the, the deep hole, lifts open the coffin. There's nobody inside. It's pouring rain. He's like, what am I doing in here? This is her grave. I got to get out of here. He starts trying to get himself back up. And of course, with the rain and the mud, it starts just piling all in on him, and he ends up burying himself. Cut to the next scene, and you see that Annie is in a hospital bed, and the doctor says that looks like she's going to have a complete re recovery. 
and that the drug um, would have killed her if it had been a little stronger, but it just slowed down her metabolism to keep her alive. And, um, and uh, he says, I wish you would have explained how this happened. And uh, she says it was just a, an unfortunate mistake, but we took steps that won't happen again. Me and, and, and he's like, we? She says, yeah, me and my partner. Right, Franny? Right, Annie? The best twin sister a girl ever had. So, of course, that's what he was saying was the twin sister. So we cut back to uh, what's going on in the House of Mystery. Kane is trying to get whoever's in the chimney out. Um, he throws some dynamite. Boom! It's the old witch from uh, the witching hour. And uh, the other witches are there. They all are, are starting to talk. And Kane takes the opportunity to, to tell one more story about Killer Turf, written by Bill Kelly and art by Jerry Tellock. And it's set in urban Harlem. And there is a gang called the Barbarians that keep on challenging other gangs to fight. And they go to this old vacant lot that's all overrun um, with uh, basically almost like a, a forest, it's, you know, trees, weeds, everything else. Um, and every time <clears throat> they challenge somebody, they, they win. And the other, the other groups never heard from again. So this time they're challenging um, Los Diablos and uh, they go down there. Uh, they go, the, the barbarians go running out uh, away. They know their way in and out of this, <clears throat> these woods and the uh, Diablos do not, and they look up and say, no, no, Madre, and just screaming. So the barbarians say, well, we don't know what that is. We're never going to stop to see what it is, but whatever, we, it's a good thing that it's on our turf. <clears throat> so uh, there's a big shot um, gangster that uh, comes back. that he, They couldn't pin something on him, and so he got out of jail, and... Uh, these bar the barbarian gang wants to actually start working for this guy. His name Nicky. And uh, at first, they don't want anything. He doesn't want anything to do with them. But uh, as a matter of fact, they have another um, gang war with, with, with another gang. They do the same trick. Again, the, the other gang is totally killed, killed off. They finally get a, um, they finally get a, a meeting with Nicky. And he's like, well, like there's a there's a bit much bigger gang that's been out of your league called the Vipers. It's like they're encroaching on my territory. If you take care of them, then you know maybe maybe you guys are smarter than you look, and maybe you can come come work for me. So the barbarians accept that. They get the word out that they're challenging these Vipers to a duel. The Vipers come out of the actual sewers, and uh, they meet at this lot. And this time, what happens? is they, the barbarians go running off, as they always do. This huge, disgusting rat-like thing is what has been helping the barbarians and start killing the vipers off. But as the, um, as the barbarians are running away, the, a huge, huge snake comes slithering out of the sewers and start killing off the barbarians. And so they both end up... Um, uh, meeting meeting their ends, and then the last scene is you see this big rat and this big score a uh, big uh viper um kind of at each other and so now it's it's their their turf so that's all the stories um they uh go back to Olivira's house of mystery and you have all of the guests 
there and there's a knock on the door and this time it's destiny and uh they uh start um talking and they say happy halloween and then you see in the actual um letters column that the winner um for the contest basically explained in detail all of kane's appearances in dc from the end of house of mystery through present in that he was appearing i, I he he was in a crisis issue in swamp thing what did um, he what did he re, what did he win it, well that's what i'm going to tell you next oh. so he really really got into detail like exactly what was going on why he doesn't have memory of what he was doing because of crisis and stuff like that and apparently they were very impressed so they said um uh for your winning effort, you shall be the proud recipient of a fantastic Elvira collector's plate, personally signed by the Mistress of the Dark herself. Uh, it depicts, um, it's a quality porcelain plate, depicts Elvira in full living color, and they also will receive a vinyl macabre a fabulous record album featuring Elvira introducing Peeper People, purple People Eater, Haunted House, and other hits from Rhino Records. That's don't cool. Get, yep, a great poster um, is as well. And then they talk about how much they liked his explanation of the different personalities Kane has displayed in their magazines. So, uh, so yeah, that was that was um, that was great. They did have a second place winner, and he got a Thriller video VHS a VHS tape of Dracula starring Jack Palance and believe it or not hosted by Elvira. I've never seen that one. You I've never seen that uh, Jack Palance version. Nope, not me. I'm I'm barely yeah. getting into the Hammer stuff. I was always like a Universal Monsters guy. And yeah, me too. I, 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 mean, I, I never my... got into the Hammer stuff, but the Hammer stuff is good. Like I it really didn't or watching the Hammer stuff just with my that my book, my 101 horror movie. Yeah, it's really but, good. Okay. I like their stuff. I, I've yeah. only seen like three um, Dracula movies from them, but and I've mm-hmm. liked them all so far, including yeah. the last one, the one that I think is the last uh, Peter Cruising and uh, what's Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, this, this issue, honestly, it was so much fun. Fun Where did, how did you get this? This is not a cheap issue. I have all of them. I bought them all when they were coming out. Wow, I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah, I like the house. Of, I, I like <coughs> that was a good investment. I have one through three, but I don't have the rest. Oh yeah, yeah, I I, I picked them all. They're kind of hard to get because people like to slab them. <laughs> oh really? Well, yeah. I you know that I have slabbed comics, but. But Elvira is not one of them. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm going to look out for this one. I, I, great, I, I just realized it was a great that, issue. Uh, it was a lot of fun with all the hosts because this is the last issue again. So yeah. it was kind of cool where they had all of the um, horror magazine hosts all getting together for Halloween, and the stories were a lot of fun too. So it was it was good all around. I was looking at the Claypool run and that had 166 issues man crazy so what was the format they, for that? was it her the, telling horror mo- horror stories yeah as well? but it's in okay. black and white uh-huh. cool, it though. usually has a photo cover and then they have the the comic but uh 
if you just go like my comic shop, they don't have hardly anything. They oh, have really? like the first few. And I remember towards the end, it was it, they like stayed running past not even being solicited at Diamond. So I bet oh. some of these are like well, look hard at the to track down. Just with our database, that's two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, uh, they're they're uh, insane. Well, from what and I understand, a lot of those Claypool books had like just minuscule print print runs. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. So they just did it because they liked it. They weren't really making any money. Huh. Well, Peter That's David was there, too, with that one title. I know that. He may have been the one who was talking about it. I read an article on them long ago, and that was that was basically the, the gist of the article, was that they were made by fans, for fans, and that they weren't, you weren't going to find these just well, anywhere. I, I I mean, there's one thing not to make money, but I think they they were they made enough to stay afloat for a long time. Like they might not have been profitable, but they. What was that? I can get number one on. on Yeah, I saw you can get like one through fifty. It's just the up. Like if you go look at the rest of them, like fifty-one to one hundred and stuff, they they don't have shit. Like. Well, they actually, you know how on the front thing it says what they have. It's like. They've got 35 out of 166 issues in stock. Yeah. Maybe not much. The one that I want, as I was looking at Elvira stuff, is uh, um, the Marvel magazine, the black and white, because it's got a Joe Jusco cover. Mm. And I, I'm a, I'm a sucker for Jusco, man. And, and it all started with trading cards because they had those Marvel trading card Joe Jusco sets and that's where I kind of found Joe Jusco. Yep. I think that magazine was an adaptation of her movie, wasn't it? Yeah, and I just watched it about a year ago. It's a good movie. <clears throat> and uh I was just looking, remember I said it's weird that Bernie Wrightson just did the first cup, you know, the first inside one pager. Well, I, I guess, yeah. I guess House of Mystery does that because he did, he did one page in 101, and then 102 had a. Uh, so uh, he Mike... must be doing the introduction <coughs> like with Kane or whatever, right? Yeah, but but Kaluta does the 102, so mm-hmm. it, it's just he does like Kaluta doesn't do. I I think whoever does the cover is the one that does the intro. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's kind of kind of neat. Well, you can't go wrong with Kaluta or Wrightson, but yeah, for for horror, Wrightson to me is the best. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you got for us, Kirk? Well, I was trying to pick something kind of spooky since we didn't know if this would be our official Halloween episode, and I was looking through for something with monsters. I was thinking Weird War. But then I happened across something with monsters on the cover, and I said, well, nobody's going to pick that one, so I guess I'll go with that one. I felt like it was a safe choice. So my comic for the evening is The Adventures of Bob Hope, number 104, (laughs) (laughs) April, May 1967. (laughs) It's a full-length story, and it's called Somebody Stole Our Teachers. Hooray. Which was it, Kirk? Number 104. Okay, got it. 
and our, our full-length story. It opens talk, with... You, to, you talk about getting hard-to-find books. Uh-huh. Uh, Dolby Gillis, The Adventures of Bob Hope, and the, what what do you call it, the Jerry Lewis stuff, man. Those are hard to find. Well, I've read, I've read a couple of Jerry Lewis. Not many, just I re- literally think just two. I don't know that I've ever read a Bob Hope before. This so cover is awesome. I don't know how it compares to the rest of the run. I don't know if these monsters are a regular recurring character, but the cover really... They are They are because I have 106. They caught my eye, and I was like, yeah, I think this is my, my issue for tonight. So it's Somebody Stole Our Teachers, Hooray, and we open at the office of the PCSTC, which is the planning committee of the State Teachers Convention, and we find new employee... Miss Neverestinia, and she has just completed her task of mailing 2,000 invitations out to schools for the convention. Her boss, Dr. Paperwork, is thrilled until he realizes the new girl has mistakenly invited the staff of Benedict Arnold High. Dr. Paperwork attempts to steal the invitation back from the mailman. He appears to succeed, ripping the invitation to pieces, only to have the mailman collect all the pieces and deliver them to Dr. Van Pyre, who's the vampire, of Benedict Arnold High. Dr. Van Pyre gathers his staff, including a mummy, a wolfman, Frankenstein, or Frankenstein's monster, depending on where you fall on that one, and a babe named Zombia Gasly, who looks a bit like Elvira, and tells them the good news. They've finally, for the first time, been invited to the convention. After 16 years of being neglected, they're finally going to get to go. At the convention, though, a small gang of criminals has come up with a plan to kidnap the teachers and hold them for ransom. They fake a fire in the hotel and load the teachers up in trucks, claiming they are being moved to another hotel. This is where Bob Hope comes along and recognizes Dr. Vampire and comes over to see what's going on. He ends up getting loaded up with the teachers and some students who were at the party decide to follow along to see what's going on. The teachers are taken to an abandoned subway station, and they're pretty slow to catch on as to what's going on until they find some strange things and figure out they're not at a hotel. In this subway station, they find some cavemen and the L.A. Dodgers, who are hiding out after losing the World Series for nothing. I don't remember my sports history, but apparently that must have been a bad defeat getting swept in the World Series. (laughs) Upon figuring out that they are in the subway station and not a hotel, the monsters turn on their kidnappers. They have them on the run when Super Hip, who is billed on the cover as one of the main characters, shows up and turns the kidnappers over to the police. The teachers and Bob Hope are both saved. This is a really fun but simple story. The monsters are the star of the book. Bob Hope and Super Hip, who are billed as the cover feature, barely show up in the comic, but it's a lot of fun. I assume it's Bob Oxner art, but there aren't any credits given, but it's very nice. The uh, the vampire babe is very pleasing, and it's just fun seeing the monsters acting as teachers and staff at Benedict Arnold High. So I, I definitely give this one a thumbs up. It's probably probably is Bob Oscar because he did the one before it. <clears throat> well, there's no credits. The only thing in 103 he did he did he's credited in 103, so I, I'm sure he's. I wonder what the whole what the story is with 
Is it just because it was? Oh no, this was the sixties. What? Like this is nineteen sixty-seven. Yeah. What caused them to stop featuring Bob Hope and started to do this monster monster stuff? Yeah, it seems like they for, started. Like, the last fifteen. Well, or this would have probably been around the time of the Aurora monster kits, so maybe there was some kind of monster phase. Yeah, because I'm, I'm looking. It looks like from '95 up, those monsters are featured. Every issue, yeah. Yeah, every single did, did, issue. Did you, did you notice that uh, 106 through 109, Neil Adams? Yeah. I knew he had done some Bob Hope work. In fact, when I bought this lot, there I got two issues of Bob Hope in a random comic lot, and I was hoping that they would be the Neil Adams issues, but I don't think they are. But uh, So I've got another Bob Hope to read, but... I, I don't I've have, never I don't read have, Bob Hope before, but I, I really I don't enjoyed have it. Too, yeah, I don't have too many. I have issue, let's see, I have issue 76, um, 80, 83, 91, 94, and that's it. Oh, I'm no, I have, uh, I have 106. I have zero issues of this title. But but they're hard to come across. Like, I every now and then I'll run in like a... I'll see them in a back issue box and I'll pick them up and they're usually in not in great shape. They're usually in VG or worse. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, I'll get them still. Like, uh, I don't think I have a Bob hope that's in better shape than a VG. Well, this I have one. I have bad. a couple of It's got a subscription crease, but otherwise it looks really nice. I love these things. Like they're, they're just, they're hard to come by. And I, I understand we'll never see a collected edition from them for sure. No, I wouldn't think so. Well, I know if I find some more, I'm going to try to pick them up. Cause I, I mean, I was really pleased. I didn't know what to expect. I, I, other than I thought Bob Hope would play a larger role in the story, but he's, <laughs> it's pretty much just a cameo. Hmm. I have a, a horror movie for you, Rob. Oh, wonderful! I don't know if you'll like it, but I thought it. W- I liked it because it was probably the one of the most original things I've seen that I I could not ever guess what was happening. Well, then I well then I would like it, but don't give away don't give away any twist. Well, I, you can't you can't. Okay. It's Vivarium on uh, Amazon Prime. Vivarium. Yeah. It was good. It, it has uh, the new Lex Luthor in it. Um, what's his name? Eselberg or I? I can't Eisenberg. remember. Eisenberg. Yeah. Imogene Poots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 pretty. It, it's it's kind of slow, but it's got a punch to it that I like. I've never seen. And I, I, I another weird one that I watched huh? that I think had potential, but it. Didn't Lance? It didn't stick. The landing was uh, Lords of Salem. Did you watch that? I I had started one late night, but I didn't. Um, I was too tired, and I never picked it back up. <laughs> you probably turned off by all the naked witches, right? The no. old lady witches. <laughs> oh no, I like that. <laughs> I, I I like I like the way it started. I think it had potential, and then it kind of just. It didn't stick the landing. I yeah, still, the, I still don't know. I still don't know how to. Um, it, it's like one of those endings that you have to discuss because okay. it, it's kind of. 
open-ended. I, I don't understand the purpose of it, but um, Barb hated it because <laughs> I asked I, I, did you like The Witch? No. Yeah, we didn't either. And, and Barb compared it to that, and she said the witch was better than this one. No. <laughs> I, mm, nothing happened. And, <laughs> but I don't know how the movie, how long the movie is. Let's just pretend that it was ninety minutes. Nothing happened for eighty-six minutes, and then the last four, I don't even know what the hell. I, like I didn't, I don't even understand. Like. It didn't hit me at all, so I'm like, I didn't like it at all. Yeah, I, I didn't either. I, I didn't. Eat. We went to the theater to see it. And so I did like I. It. But 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 it had a lot of critical acclaim too. Like yeah. there were a lot of critics loved it. Oh yeah. Did you see Midsummer? Uh, no, but I've heard really good things about I, that. I like. That's a very long movie, especially when you consider it's a horror movie. It's like over two hours long, but it was very good. Yeah. Very good. I well, I'm, try, I'm trying to night, watch guys. like I'm trying to watch horror movies or horror themed TV shows uh, at least during this month. I appreciate that. Yeah. I I watched the Mask of the Red Death last night. Was that it's Bella Vin- Lugosi? No, it's Vincent Price from 1964. Oh, okay. It's a Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, story. Oh, I guess. that's right. That's right. It, it was pretty good. I mean, it was it was entertaining. I I enjoyed watching. It. It's not something I need to see again. But it's basically you know set in like um in Italy and like you know the when you had like high courts and princes and stuff like that. And there's a red death going around, and this sadistic prince um allows some of his fellow nobles um into uh into his castle to stay away from this red death and also um, has this woman that he becomes um, uh, enamored with um, from the local village. He, he has her uh, come, come to the, to the castle as well. And as you can imagine, things don't turn out very well uh, for him by the end. So it was, it was, um, it was pretty interesting. And Vincent Price was what awesome. Year, what year is that? 1964. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I just saw The Purge for the first time last week. Oh, I like those movies. That was I, that first one. I haven't seen any of the other ones, but the first one, it was it was good. No, they're they're all good. They're, yeah, my, my friend. The whole the whole, the whole concept of it is insane. It, yeah. It's like one time a year, they just let chaos run. Yeah, you gotta get and, your aggression. And the and the rich are, the rich are sort of protected, sort of. Yeah. So it's just they they let crime go and and the reason for it is to reduce population. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. I yeah, I like the Purge movies and I've liked The Strangers. I don't know if you've seen those ones. Those I are, haven't seen that one, th- no. Those ones are supposedly based on a true story, but if you do research there there was one home invasion and that's that's what they based both of the movies off of. Okay. But those ones, those ones are scary because they're they're so like hyper realistic. Like it, it's just you answer the door at the wrong time, or you know, mm. you just have insane people. Yeah, it, yeah, it's 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 not good. But we saw the second one just recently, The Strangers Part Two. Did some research to find out. Now. 
Well, they always open up and they say this is based on a true story. So you always go to Google and try to find out what. Because usually <laughs> loosely based is is really loosely based. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You, you saw what they did with Ed Gein. I haven't uh, seen the movie. Well, Ed Gein is the, is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. So it, it, And he only... He sort of like dug up bodies and stuff. He only like murdered two people, and you see in the movies what they've done with him. <laughs> they turned they turned it into a whole family. Uh huh. <clears throat> but it's based on Ed Gein. That Ed Gein movie is really worthwhile, uh, especially That's if you're a correct. horror fan. I put yeah. that in your to watch list. Man, okay, that sounds good. Yeah. That's available on one of the streamings. At least it had been. I just yeah. never got to it. We had a a question from Jason from oh, Hawaii. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Do you want and, to read it? Yeah, if I can find it. I get lost <laughs> in my tweets on Saturday and Sunday. I tweet a lot, and it gets pretty hectic. Maybe I can find it. Yeah, I've lost it. <laughs> Here we go. I got it. I I, I got it. I think there were two of them. He's got two. The first one. What were your or are your paranormal experiences? Do you have any paranormal experiences that you that anyone can share? I I certainly I do. I have one. I have two, but most of my listeners know them. But I'll 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 talk about them. Yeah, do it. Do you want to go first? It's fine. Um, okay. So what I've got is uh, <clears throat> we've been at this house now for uh, 19 years. Uh, a few years into um, being at this house, we got home um, uh, from uh, eating. Uh, we went and ate out, uh, came back inside. Um, I We had we got doggy bags. I opened uh, the fridge to start putting the food away. And I swear to God, from the back of the house, I swear to God, I heard, hello? To the point where I was also being silly, though, knowing that there's nobody in the house, I just, like, froze and wouldn't, didn't move, just very, very dramatically. And Stacy's doing whatever she's doing, and then she turns and looks at me and sees that I'm just stopped, not moving. She goes, are you doing that because you just heard some somebody say hello? Like, yeah. She heard she heard it too. She goes, so did I. You just gave me chills. So wow. But you know what? When you're in that moment, you don't think, oh, there's a ghost in the. You think, who's in the house? Right. We, we literally searched the entire house from top to bottom. Okay. Um. Uh, another time, uh, I. This was this is all before kids. Um, I was at work. Stacy was upstairs getting in the shower or getting out of the shower, rather getting ready for her work. Um, she had the radio on. So fairly loud. She heard hello so loud from even with the fan in the bathroom going and the music playing. And she was convinced that I came home early from work. Wow. That's freaky. Then I was coming home. And I was just, same night, same night. Huh? No, this was a whole oh, different. Oh, this is a different vacation. night. Okay. Uh huh. 
I was I came home. Uh, it was actually in the afternoon, like coming home from work, and uh, came in, just started getting into the house when I heard hello. So we both heard it separately, and we heard it the first time together. Um, also, the only other thing that I can um, relate is that Stacy, um, I don't remember if she was leaving the house and she had to run back in to get something or if she's just coming home. It doesn't make a difference. Regardless, um, she came up to the, to the side door and was putting her key in to get back into the house when the door actually like made such a, like, like somebody on the inside of the house banged the door with all of their might. Wow. Mm-hmm. So my question is, why are you still in this house? <laughs> no, I mean, they, they sound friendly, though. Hello. They're not like doing anything. They're not saying, ah, get out of the house. <laughs> we had problems. Very polite. Hello. There, there, there was an, there was another there was another minor um, instance we had for a short time. We had problems with um, the neighbors behind us. Yeah. Directly behind us. Um, they, uh, you know, had had their own family. Um, they ended up getting divorced as the children, as the particularly the son was getting a little bit older, uh, older, um, uh, like I want to say 18 years old. Um, and the father moved somewhere else. The mother ended up moving out of the house, but leaving the house, leave it, letting the, the son just live there. And that for a summer, they were having nonstop parties because it was an 18-year-old just living by yeah, himself. Yeah. I mean, cops were being called all the time. But anyhow, um, this one particular instance, there was a lot of uh, noise and stuff coming from back there. Um, and Stacy was sleeping. She woke up. She thought she felt somebody sit down on the edge of the bed. bed. Oh, man. And she woke up. And right shortly after that, we actually got a call from the, I I think it was the the police. Um, Somebody, we're assuming it was these neighbors, they actually um, jumped the fence. They actually set fire to our recycling bin. So the, the, the fire department, you know, came out and had to put it out and everything else. But she, she was convinced that whatever this was was actually trying to wake her up to the fact that there was not. Hey, there's something wrong. Something's wrong in the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's scary, Rob. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, nothing's been. Nothing's been like harmful. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. I mean, I, and again, when you hear these. I mean, because I, you watch these horror movies, but you're, you're, I mean, you're watching a horror movie. You know it's only going to get worse. And you think, why do these people, why don't they just leave the house? But like yeah. when I'm in that instance, I'm just hearing those, the voice or whatever. It's like, it's not even scary. It's just like, who is in this house? And it's after the fact, you're like, oh my God, there was, there's nobody here. We heard it clear as day. Yeah. So that's my story. No, that's scary to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear voices when nobody's home. Uh. <laughs> you got any, Kirk? Well, actually, I, I do, but I gave my story to a lady. She's starting a YouTube channel, and she's supposed to debut it later this month. Are you being so serious? I, I'm being serious. I can't, I can't tell you my story. You'll have to tune in 
follow her on Twitter. She's at Artful, A-R-T-F-U-L, Jenny Lynn, J-E-N-N-Y-L-Y-N-N. And I gave her a couple of things. I grew up in a house. I, I can give you the backstory. The house was built by a carpet bagger who came down south after the Civil War. He bought up all kinds of land. He had this house built for his mother. And it was a really old house. It served multi-purposes. It's been a boarding house. There's a railroad track next to it. And so people would let off the train and stay in the house. At one point, there was a trailer park behind it. It's super creepy, and lots of weird things happened there. Mm. That's interesting. So I don't know what all she'll use, but I can I can tell you the story after she makes her debut. Well, and let us know when that's out, too. It's supposed to come out the 20th, is what she said. Okay. Okay, interesting. Well, mine, mine aren't as... Uh, mine are... I don't know if they're fever-induced or what, but m- mine were all sort of <laughs> fever induced well i don't know well what the first one i was sick like i was sick and uh i was in my bedroom and at the door were my parents and my brother and they were going come on get out let's get out get it up you need to get up and get out of the house and i'm like what what so i like ran and i hit the door because the door was open <laughs> when I saw my parents in it, <laughs> but they weren't there. I, and I knocked myself out. Oh my God. So yeah, it seemed real, but I, I don't know if it was cause I was sick or what, but I got my parents up. I scared the shit out of them, <laughs> but you did, but that's, I, I saw them there and it, I really believed that they were there. So that, that, that was one weird thing. And then the other one happened when we were kids. We, and th- this might have been like psychological based because we we used to always get told stories of La La, La Rona, which is the woman in the ditch uh, that drowned her kids. And uh, we used we were stupid kids, like you know seven, and we were always like well, our parents are just mo- making this shit up, you know. <laughs> And we, we, we said, let's go walk the ditch at night. Let's go do it. And no. uh, at, at, at that <laughs> no. time, at that time, our parents let us go. You know, we could we could stay out till like 10 p.m. And they we would be blocks away from each other. And it, it just was allowed at the time. So we were walking the ditch. And uh, it was me, my brother, and my, my one of my best friends, um, and we heard like this weird, like I still remember it said, and I don't even know what it was, but it said something mijitos, like it oh. said it in Spanish, like I'm coming to get you mijitos. And what we, was he offering we, you mojitos? <laughs> mijitos. <laughs> story sounds all right. <laughs> it, it, it's it's Spanish mijitos, like my kid or whatever. <laughs> no, I'm just but, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> we foot. And, and it, the, the thing that was weird about that was that we all heard it. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just like one of us hearing it and then foot tailing it out of there. It was all three of us. That's when you put her, a little bit heard, more. Heard it, it, heard it at, at the same time. And then, yeah, but it could have been somebody fucking with us too because it was pitch dark. Sure. Uh, so it may not have been. 
Yeah. So that that was another, and then the it other have one. Could just been a demon there to drag you to hell. I mean, who? It could who have knows? been. The other one I, I can't explain, but it scared the living shit out of me. And this was in high school. Um, I had, uh, me and Barb had, you know, me and Barb had been together for a long time, and me and Barb went to go see a movie called Witchboard. Oh, and I love Witchboard. Yeah, Witchboard, which Witchboard, yeah, Witchboard's playing on. Amazon Prime, if anybody's interested. But it's about a Ouija board, and it's about an axe murder. And he's a bearded axe murder, and Rob probably <laughs> knows who I'm talking about. Yeah. But uh, I've never done drugs. I've never done alcohol. Um, so I, I can't leave it, leave it, you know, that something was making me hallucinate. But uh, I had, we, we just finished watching the movie. It kind of scared the shit out of me a little bit. And uh, I was driving home in my VW Bug by myself, and I literally looked in the mirror, and I swear to you, I saw him in the back seat. My God! My. And so I, I slammed on my fucking brakes, and I I pulled over to the side of the road, and I ran, like, at least 20 feet away from the car, and I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? And then I walked by the car. And there's nobody in the back seat, but I, I don't know what happened, but I saw that that bearded, that white bearded axe murder in the rearview mirror, and it scared the crap out of me. So oh. I, I could have been late, I could have been sleepy, I don't know what happened, but it frightened me. Did, and man, my adrenaline, my yeah, we it was the same night that I saw it. We saw it at oh, the okay. theater. We yeah. saw Witchboard at the theater. And I had dropped off Barb, and I was going home. And we were probably about six miles away from each other, uh-huh. I think. Maybe more. She 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 lived more by the high school, and I was farther from the high school. Um, but uh, yeah, it was pretty terrifying. Which word was was one uh, one of my favorite? I didn't discover it until HBO, and that was that was one of my. One of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite movies. And we, we, we well, Mike does her... not make me want to watch it. I don't, <laughs> want, I don't want any killer showing up in my back seat. <laughs> yeah, that was the. So that that'll go down as one of my scary movies mm-hmm. for sure, because wow. what happened? And I I almost watched it last night instead of Lords of Salem, and I think Barb would have been much happier because mm-hmm. we've seen that movie. That's pretty but, cool. Yeah. So then he has a, a second a second question, and I, I don't have anything here. Did you guys ever experience any paranormal weird things at hotels you guys stayed at while attending comic conventions, or we could even just say in general if you're staying anywhere at a at a hotel? I I, I have not. Well, I stayed at the Stanley Hotel. And I wanted to, something to happen because I was at that's where Stephen King wrote The Shining, mm-hmm. and uh, it didn't. It, it was a no, noisy hotel. In other words, it, it's an old hotel, so it's normal to hear a lot of boards creak and stuff like that just as you walk. So uh-huh. if somebody's in the hallway, you will hear, hear weird sounds because of the creaking of the wood and stuff. But uh, 
not not really the 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 most the biggest horror story I had was I remember I was uh I don't remember if Daryl was there I'm trying to remember who yeah Daryl was there Keith was there uh we were, I think we were at Baltimore and uh we were at with the Star Joe's uh podcast and they they had had a room and we were all in one room and the scariest thing is, is I got a phone call from work, and that was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I literally had to leave the work and help troubleshoot a problem live, <laughs> and that that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> That's funny. No, what about the? I would think that it'd be scary um, sleeping in the same room as Bill with his heartbeat thing going off all the time, like the telltale heart. That 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 is weird. Um, well, the what the does thing, his heart make the thing the thing that that's scary about well, Bill stays with me and Barb when we go to conventions. Bill from Geek Brunch, right? And well, um, what is the this heartbeat thing? He's got a uh, what do you they call those machines? The the sound making machines? Yeah, like a lot of people have like rainstorms. Yeah, or, or, or white noise, right? Well, he's got a heartbeat, and it beats like a telltale heart, and it's like boom, yeah, boom. Yeah, but, but then, but then boom, he plug, then he puts earplugs in. So yeah, that's that's the scary part. Is why does he put that in if he puts earplugs on, and we have to listen to that shit? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty Thanks, terrifying. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. What about uh, what about you, Kirk? Any any scary uh, hotel stories that you can share? Well, it's not paranormal. It just looking back, my wife and I had taken my stepson to meet his dad down near Panama City Beach, and we were heading back late because my wife wanted to hang out at the beach, and we decided, you know what, we'll just get a hotel and stay the night. Well, this was some holiday weekend, Memorial Day weekend or something, and. We didn't even think about that, but it, but there was like no hotels for miles and miles and miles. And we ended up stopping at one that said they had vacancy. So we went in and we should have known when there's a big sign in the lobby saying no refunds. Absolutely not. Huh. We were like, well, whatever, you know, we need a room. And we went in and we got the room and the bed like sunk in. The floor was kind of moist. First of, all, oh. first of all, was a giant hole under the sink where you could see like traffic going by. It, it wouldn't have been big enough for me to crawl through, but my sons could have crawled through it. That's... And I was like, this is not right. And we sat there on the bed for a little while because we were dead tired. Right. We'd gotten up early that morning, driven to Florida, done stuff all day. And we looked at each other like, I think we can make it. Do you think we can make it? I think we can make it. We <laughs> We just went, dropped the key back off at the desk, and drove back home to Georgia. Wow. <laughs> what an awful place. That room, I mean, it was like something out of a movie or a TV show. Like, such things don't really exist. They're being ridiculous. Well, this, it does exist. <laughs> but the hole in the wall was the kicker, because I was like, somebody can come in here in the middle of the night and kill us and steal our stuff. And, they, and the police would probably be like, I don't know how they did it. The door's still locked. Yeah, right? Oh, that is crazy. Yeah, that's a nasty, nasty place. So we, 
we we discuss that anytime we go on a trip now like absolutely no refunds better check that hotel first <laughs> for my money that's scarier than an actual haunting i have never seen anything like that before the only thing i could compare it to was one time my dad didn't now this was the late 70s so you didn't have an internet to make a reservation you just pulled off the highway and got a room and it, the hotel was booked up but he said we got one room that we were weren't going to rent because it was messed up. We had a fight in the hotel room, but it's the only room we got, and we'll give it to you if the, if you're that desperate. My dad was like, "We're desperate. We'll take it." And the door wouldn't shut. We put a chair in front of the door. Like the table in the in the room was split in half because somebody somebody had a brawl in there. There were holes punched in the drywall. Wow! But even that wasn't as, as upsetting as as the as the hotel at the Florida Line. With uh, absolutely no refunds. Yeah. Oh, moist floor. Man, that was bad. It's like, what did? How is this wet? Why? There's no (laughs) pool. Why is this wet? (laughs) I hope it was water. (laughs) I hope. Oh gosh, (laughs) I should have burned those shoes. (laughs) Oh, just nasty, nasty, Uh, nasty. Because we started talking, I was like, I'm not showering here. No, I'm not taking my clothes off. I'm not <laughs> sleeping my clothes. I'm not taking oh. my shoes off because I'm not going to step on this floor. There was that recent movie. Um, it wasn't really a horror movie, but it was more like a uh, in in style of Quentin Tarantino. It, I can't remember what it was called, but it, it was a hotel, and it was part in Nevada and part in California, so it had different rules. And they had like this weird back thing, so the mirrors, like if the guy went back there, he'd be able to look into every room. I saw that. I saw that during the last movie channel previews we had. I can't remember yeah. the name of it. Mm. That, was that was weird. Was a crazy huh? movie. That was crazy because it was all about money that was buried at that hotel, and then it, it then it gets into like, okay, so these people are after the money, but then if I. It, then it has to do with uh, uh, a religious cult leader played by Thor. <laughs> that's right. Bad yeah. times at the El Royale. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. <laughs> Did you see it? No, I just looked it up because it sounded very familiar to me. Yeah. And I, I hadn't it, seen the movie, but I'm like, I know exactly what you guys are talking about. It's pretty good, and it's kind of... I didn't know it, anything about it. I went in it blind and... I was it's like, not what? horror, There's but There's so it many is. twists and turns. Yeah. That's cool. Chris Helmsworth. Yeah. It has to do with two sisters, and one sister, she she becomes part of the cult, and then one guy like went to prison and then was going back for his money, and he's coming back as a priest. Mm-hmm. And then there was a singer, like a jazz singer there. And it was just a weird. And then the bellhop that was at the hotel was insane. I, it was just crazy. Huh. Yeah, Thor is basically Charles Manson. Yeah, so, he's I mean, it, much it's, a, it's an entertaining movie, and and it's hard to predict what's going to happen next when you're watching it because you're like, yeah. wow, I didn't see that coming. Huh. Yeah, it's really good. If you like Quentin Tarantino movies, it's really in that vein. Um, yeah, I'll have to check that one out. Cause, I mean, I am a big fan of uh, Tarantino movies for sure. Yeah. 
Well, I have one more, and I'm going to do this lightning because this is my choice. This is House of Lightning Mystery. Round. House right. of Mystery 202. And it's got a Michael Kaluta cover. Uh, it looks like it has a priestess and a crazy baby uh, that looks like Frankenberry on the box of cereal <laughs> in the middle. And then there's there's a horde of evil witches around her. Um, and uh, it has the Kaluta Kane um introduction welcome to the house of mystery the first one's called the searing of a soul uh this is by jerry conway speaking of firestorm did you, uh, you own this or did you read it digitally or both this is uh house of mystery the bronze age omnibus volume two. Oh, that's right you said that Sorry. yeah so i i actually was going into my crazy room of trades um <laughs> <laughs> and I and I was going in there saying I could find something that's horror based, and I found a lot. But I was like, okay, it's got to be DC or Charlton or something. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna challenge myself to read an omnibus in the month of October that's horror based, and I think I'm gonna do House of Mystery. Nice, I like and, that. Uh, I, so I chose this, and I I, I would have chose Volume One, but I couldn't find it. <laughs> I know it's in. I know it's in there, but uh, I, I saw House of Secrets Volume One, but um, it was a little harder to get to. <laughs> so I, I went. I went the path of the least resistance. <laughs> and uh, the pencils are Mike Silkowski. Um, the first story is about this guy in the middle of the night. He's pretty rich. He just screams like this horrible ha- uh, voice and the help is this uh, aunt and uncle that, that are, they're very elderly, but they're, this guy's hired help. And they have a do- they have a niece there staying with them. And uh, she's like, God, that guy screams like the devil. And what is he doing? And it's basically the old uncle telling them the story of, of this guy and why he howls like he's losing his soul and his mind in the middle of the night. And uh, it turns out that there was this older man, wealthy. Uh, the, he looks like he might be in his late 60s, early 70s. Decides to have a child with his young wife. Uh, they have a healthy baby. And he dies almost immediately. And then the wife kind of goes nuts and starts calling the baby the husband's name. And that's kind of creepy in itself. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she turns out to be a witch. And she moved... Uh, the bot, the sort of the soul of her husband into the child uh, that was just born, and so it turns out that this guy howls in the middle of the night because he's half his own, he's half the son and half the father, but he, he's like got split his souls right down the middle, and he like in the middle of the night he loses his sanity. So that's I thought that was a pretty original type story. I didn't see that coming. Uh, some of these you can see, you know, they, the setup and where they're coming. The next guy is about this guy. He's an elderly man, and he's not. he doesn't have a lot of money. He sort of sells his soul to the devil for money. And he gets into, like, predicaments, like an armored truck crashes into. He's like, he becomes a, a sorcerer of some sort. And uh, he does this spell to make this uh, tr- Wells Fargo truck crash into a wall 
and then he steals this money, but then he's robbed by a bum, and uh, he almost gets killed. And he finds this guy, tries to get his money back, and then he's almost killed again. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it, it's just so weird. And then he decides, well, maybe I shouldn't sell my soul, but he hears these guys talking about money, and uh, Cain answers the door, and he, he'd rather have money than die a poor guy. So it that's that's kind of how that one ends and then the other one's odd because it's about a doctor it's stay away from me you might die and he's a surgeon and the story opens up he's holding this rock but it's got a pin in it like like a grenade pin and he's he's afraid that if he leaves it lifts it up he it's going to go off and it's going to be a bomb well they do x-rays of it they do find out it is a bomb and they don't know how to detach it from his hand. So he's always got to have his hand in a fist or his, or everything's going to blow up. And then to put stress on top of it, he's supposed to give surgery to this one guy that is going to die if he doesn't have the surgery. And he's the only one that knows how to do it. Uh, so these scientists say, well, if we launch you into space, <laughs> you, you will, ha you know, we don't have any gravity and we think you can let go of this grenade or whatever it is that you have so they they plan this trip to space and uh he does release it and they, it turns out that this is like an alien grenade <laughs> and they found their grenade and and took it away <laughs> so while they were in space they took the grenade from him and then he came back to earth and performed the surgery <laughs> but the next one is my favorite it's the script by steve skeets and the art by the great Sergio Aragones. Mm. So you can think of how weird this is, and it's called The Poster Plague. The reason I like this is because, to me, it's very original, and it's very hippie-ish, and it has one of those endings that you just don't feel comfortable with. <laughs> but uh, it's about this, this one guy and this girl. They're college students, and they keep seeing posters around school. And he keeps telling his girlfriend, it's weird. We see these posters everywhere. And they're outdated. They're for parties that were happening two weeks ago. And they keep showing up. Why is why do they keep showing up? Hmm. And then he says, and then there's these other these posters that say Klopp is coming. K-L-O-P, Klopp. And they're like, what the hell is Klopp? Does it mean Kansas linotype operators? What is it? What is it? Like, they don't know what it is. So it's like a mystery. They're trying to, and he says, I'm going to stay up really late and see who's putting up these posters. And sure enough, they find this guy. They chase him away, and they found the posters that he hung, and he's hanging posters with outdated stuff. And I, I don't know, like, why he's doing this, but he's saying there's more posters with Klopp is coming. What does it mean? And then all of a sudden, one of the mountains erupts like a volcano and it hits the whole university and it's in the sound effect is clop and they all die <laughs> so i just it's just a weird story drawn in sergio sergio aragonis style is really weird clop is coming and it turns out they get crushed by a, a huge boulder and then there's a story called phantom wills and it's just a that one is just a story about a magician that died and this guy's going to try to win $99,000 on a game show 
if he can answer the questions about the magician. And it turns out he has to go in the car, and this car is supposed to be able to crash through walls, like, and ride on water and that kind of stuff. Well, it turns out that they were playing a hoax on him, the TV station, and the car really did go on water and did crash through a wall. And, uh, and the guy's saying, yeah, we set this all up just to play a joke on you. The wall was made out of sponge rubber and, uh, it was a sheet of glass underneath the water and you really did that. And, uh, the one guy comes, the special effects guy comes and says, sorry, man, I couldn't get that stuff set up. So the, the it was really the haunting of the magician. And uh, that's it. And then there's just a weird two-page story called Trick or Treat, and I don't understand it. But um, it's about an old guy in a cliff, and it has to do with Hitler. <laughs> I don't understand what it is, but it's very weird. And that's that story. It was a 52-page giant for 25 cents. So these have quite the amount of page count. You I wish they had deals like that now. Yeah, they take quite a quite a bit of time to read. Uh, like it, you could just tell in the time frame. Like reading the 20 cent one that Joe did was a lot faster than these early issues because they were they were really dense and there was a lot of stuff there. But but you enjoy it. Like there there was only one story I didn't understand and it was the the last one with Hitler on it. Didn't quite get it. But well, you guys I enjoy have those Bronze Age books. They're, they're, that's that's my favorite period. Yeah, I I would say the Bronze Age was my favorite period, but I've been doing a lot of uh, thinking lately, and I think the 90s is my favorite period. And it's just because there was so much to choose from. It was just, it was the industry was going nuts. So do you guys have anything else, or do you want to wrap this one up? I'm just worried about Rob staying in this haunted house. Yeah, he, I don't know where he went. Maybe the hello guy got him. I think I think the ghost got him. It could be. Hello? <laughs> hello? <laughs> My wife came came in to say goodnight because she's not feeling well, so she's going to bed. Oh, no. And I put myself on mute and then forgot that I was still on there. So I was, mm. I was chatting with you guys. I was appreciating you telling your, the story, Mike. I was laughing. You didn't hear any of it. No. No, it is. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm all set. I've, I've got nothing else. All right. Well, you can we reach should, us. We should plug Andrew Peepoy's Kickstarter. Yeah, um, it's still got The return of Simone and Ajax now funding and in stretch goals on Kickstarter. And, and my buddy. Tell you, his stretch goals are like serious stretch goals. Like they're, they're, they're not like. I mean, you know, a stretch goal is a stretch goal, so it's not like they have to be amazing, but his are amazing. Yeah, I, he's really making the book better and not yeah, just he, going, well, I can print you a postcard, you know? Yeah, or I'll get you a sticker. Right. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's like actual, and, and 
a lot of people like their stretch goals are either at very you're only qualified for a very high level or right. or the stretch goal is like you can add something onto your purchase and this is like you got you have a physical you know you're going to get it physically you get the stretch goal it's 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 really impressive i can't wait to um for this to to actually come yeah i'm very excited about that one that and uh my buddy brian shears got a gunship thunder punch offer on kickstarter he had originally funded it on indiegogo but he's doing this with a new exclusive cover on kickstarter and it's about halfway done he's best known for gi joe and transformers so he knows his robots very cool yes so support these fine people yeah and uh He's only got nine days to go, so you'll probably get this in two. So you'll have seven more days to get it on Kickstarter. But but I think there's plans to go to Indiegogo after, so you might be able to get it there. But um, yeah, definitely check it out. There's a lot of reward tiers. They're all they're all very interesting. If you're into his art, there's a lot of those. Um, I like art. Yeah, I bought an art tier. There's a mystery box one, which is one I think you got, Kirk, um, which you don't know what you're going to get, but you could get original art. You could get, I don't know, it could be anything. Andrew, if you're listening, I want something sweet, buddy. (laughs) Please, hashtag please. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for reminding me on that. So... You can reach Kirk at Big Five Army. That's me. Yes, <laughs> I got it right, too. Uh, and I didn't have to look. You know what's interesting with you, Rob, now? Ever since I started talking to Rob Liefeld, <laughs> yeah. your name doesn't show up unless I spell it all out to the K-R-Y. Oh, I, I see how it is. Yeah, I don't know what's going You've on. You've been replaced by Liefeld. <laughs> I've been replaced. You're not but Mike's Rob, is that Rob anymore. Krieger? <laughs> I'm at Mike Myers Brunch, and Joe is at Iowa's Joe. And uh, hopefully he'll be able to join us next time, or hopefully we'll have a, a, a full crew. Sometimes we all can't make it, but uh, we all try. I yep. didn't even make one of them, so <laughs> we miss from time to time. I think I think everyone's were... missed one except for Mr. Kirk Spencer. Yeah, I think Kirk's been at every one. Yeah, I was gonna I was going to miss one when my mother was in the hospital and y'all postponed the entire thing. Yeah. Well, so... that's because you know you're the you're the glue that keeps us together. All <laughs> right. Hey. All right. I'm just, well... the, I'm just the nut who likes a little bit of everything. <laughs> we we're looking forward to hearing your horror story. Yes. Yes. 100%. Especially now that you psyched us out here. Well, I think Rob's might be worse. No, Rob, not Rob worse. gave me chills. <laughs> well, Rob gave me chills. Rob's is scary because it keeps happening. <laughs> if I have nightmares tonight, I'm I'm gonna text Rob in the middle of the night, going, "You did this to me." Uh, you should text him hello. all right well i hope your wife feels better thank you very much yes yeah just a little bit of a cold dragging her down 
or tell her to drink plenty of fluids, get some rest, and the Fort Spencer crew will be praying for her. Thank you, sir. Take care, guys. All right. Have a great Bye, night. everybody. Hopefully Bye. you guys have a great week. You too. Yes. Okay. Bye. Bye.